0: Tales of a Chicana Woman, the podcast about life experiences and adulting, advice, tips, and insight to help you along your way. Here's your host, Emily Z. Hey, what's up? For today's episode, I will be covering being a high school senior. And let me tell you right off the bat, senior year will most definitely be stressful, fun, exciting, and overall a memorable year. I think for sure throughout the year, you're going to have mixed emotions about it. But, you know, everyone's different. So I totally get that. And I know that when I was going through my senior year, I didn't know about college applications, financial aid and what to do after being accepted into college so I wanted to make sure that you are prepared as you go through this process and for this episode I brought along a special guest and I want to have her introduce herself and here she is. Hi, everybody. My name is Ari, and I work for the Pasadena City
1: College Trail Talent Search.
0: Ari, I am so happy to have you on this episode and excited uh, to have you here. Now, let's get it going. What is the difference between community colleges, Cal State Universities, University of California, and privates? The way that I categorize them would be see it Cal States
1: UCs and privates would be kind of like in one category and community colleges would be in another so and the reason I do that is because there's like two big differences so the first one is the um the time that it takes for you to complete that degree at community college versus at Cal States UCs and privates and then the other is the type of degrees that you can get at either a community college or at the CSUs, UCs, and privates. So at community college, it typically takes two years to get your associate's degree, while at a Cal State, a UC, or a private, it takes four years for you to get your bachelor's degree. Um, And so that's typically the average amount it should take but nowadays because of impaction because people realize that it's a lot cheaper to go to a community college or we just overall have more students attending um, a a higher institution um, we are finding that community college typically takes about two to three years to complete what would typically take two years and for the 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 Cal States, the uses in the privates where it would usually take four years to complete your degree program. Sometimes it's taking five or six years, which I mean, it it doesn't matter how long it takes you as long as you, you complete it. I mean, we understand, you know, like for example, what we just went through with COVID, you know, people were having a lot of more difficulty adjusting to school life at home rather than in school. So it's completely understandable now. Um, there's also like family issues, things that happen and that don't allow students to, very smoothly finish their degree. So it it's, it's taking longer and that's okay as long as you eventually do reach that end goal in getting either your associates or your bachelor's degree.
0: Are there any requirements that a student must fill or do before they're able to apply to college? So for community college, in order
1: to apply, all you have to do is either graduate from high school or if you didn't graduate from high school, complete a GED program, and then you're eligible to apply, and that's it. For um, the four-year universities like the Cal States, the UCs, and the privates, at least here in California, they require the state requires you to fulfill A through G requirements, which are the basic, you know, like courses that you need to take in order to be eligible to apply. So, you know, a couple of examples would be like you need three years of math to um, to apply. You need four years of English to apply. And, um, and so then based on that's the overall umbrella that you need to apply for the four years. However, for the Cal States, the UCs and the privates, their process can also be broken down even further. Um, so for the Cal States, all you have to do is have at least a 2.0 GPA um, and um, just, As long as you have fulfilled the A3G requirements, you're eligible to apply. For the UCs, however, you need to have a 3.0. That's the basic lowest that you can have to apply, plus the A3G requirements. And for the privates, um, you use the common app. And for them, obviously the A through Gs as well, but their requirements vary by school because they are private schools, they're privately funded. They can kind of make up their own rules to see who they um, want to accept into their school. So if you are interested in applying for, let's say, for example, Laverne, like your school, um, you would have to see like, what are their own um, separate requirements and then just apply based on the school's um, requirements, what they need for you to do.
0: Ari, I know from personal experience that start dates and deadlines are really important when it comes to college applications. Can you tell me what the start dates and deadlines for college applications are?
1: Um, yeah, so community colleges, they typically open their applications in January. So from January until August, they have that time to apply. However, I would recommend doing it earlier because then you can get in contact with a counselor and set up your um, classes for the fall. Or if you're interested in taking summer courses as well, you would have to do that a little bit beforehand before the school school starts in the fall. Um, For Cal State, the application opens October 1st and it closes November 30th. For the UC, it opens, um, okay, so for the Cal States, you have October, November to do to fill out the application. So you have two months. For the UCs, however, it opens November 1st and it closes November 30th. So you have one month to get it done. And for the privates, again, it varies by school. Sometimes they open their applications in the fall, sometimes not until February of the next uh, year. So again, for privates, it's their own requirements and you have to, it would be up to your, your own responsibility to look up when they want you to submit your application and other um. Paperwork documents that they require of you.
0: Okay, Ari. So I must admit that when I went through this process myself, it did not go as planned or as smoothly as I wanted it to go. But if you were to give some advice in regards to making this process smoothly, what would your advice be? So, one thing that
1: I find is helpful for students is to create like a separate email only for their school stuff. So, for like their applications to colleges for their financial aid for scholarships for things that only have to do with college. So um, I know that schools nowadays give students like a school email and stuff. However, I don't recommend using the school email because once Um, students have graduated that email gets deleted or deactivated and so you know if the school needs to contact you and they send stuff to that school um, email you might not get it and it could also like revoke your admission to the schools so if you can create one email for just college stuff that would be extremely helpful another thing is to once you've already applied for either privates Cal States, UCs, or, and even community colleges, log in into your school portal. They will give you, um, once you submit your application, within the next couple of weeks, you should receive emails from the school saying like, thank you for applying. Here's your information to log in for the school portal. Um, and I would always say, check that school portal at least once a day, because sometimes schools won't even like, They won't text you, they won't call you, they won't email you to say like, hey, I need you to submit like, you know, maybe an ID, just for example, let's say an ID. I need you to submit your ID to us. Um, They're not going to let you know, they're just going to post it on your school portal under a to-do list. And it's up to you whether you see that and then follow the instructions that you need to do on the to-do list. And if you don't see it, again, it could jeopardize your admission to the school and you can't complain and say like, well, I didn't know. Nobody told me. It's up to it's up to you as a student. It's your responsibility to be checking up constantly. And, you know, it's it, it's kind of hard, but I mean, it's a good habit to keep um. To create right now, to con- constantly check, you know, things that you have to um, check, especially for something so important as like applying for college and stuff. You don't want to miss something and have your admission revoked just because you didn't like keep up with your school portal.
0: Ari, you brought an excellent point that I want to reiterate, which is that of be responsible and check your emails. It is important, especially when colleges are sending you valuable information about, you know, your admissions and so forth. So be on the lookout for that. Now, that made me to think about, um, I know, my GPA in regards to uh, applying. Uh, that's something that I always worried about, whether if my GPA was good enough and... Is it still possible to apply to a college even though one may not have the best GPA?
1: I always say yes. You can always apply even if you don't meet like that 2.0 requirement, that 3.0. Um, of course, it, there's like a higher chance that you're going to get rejected. But um, there's always that, that, that probability that maybe that admission officer likes maybe not the part of your grades of the application. But if you like explain why you have those grades and all of, and, you know, give compelling reasons, they might just accept you. I mean, it's happened before. I've known of students that didn't meet the basic GPA requirement, but they were still able to go and stuff. Um, Something else is if, if bad grades is a thing that people like, focus on you could always go through community college and and there's an even higher chance that if you go to community college and then you transfer you're most likely to get into your dream school because by going to community college you're showing that you're serious about school that you know you're not just like applying because you were told to apply you're actually putting in the work Getting doing the basic, you know, like English, math, history, science courses at community college, and then transferring over. So it's something you know that I do, that I do tell everybody, like, hey, if, if you know if you're worried about your bad grades, you could always start at community college and then work your way up. Um, yeah. So then, something that I always say is like, there's no harm in trying. So I mean, everybody can apply. It's just, you know, always, you know, be aware of reality that if it's a super, you know, like bad grades, especially for UCs and Cal States, you can apply and most likely you will be rejected, but you just never know.
0: Got it. So Ari, we got some questions from our listeners, and I think that they're really important and should definitely be answered. And here's the first one. What's FAFSA? FAFSA
1: stands for the Free Application for Student Aid. And in itself, it's not like the application for financial aid, but it is like the form where you fill in your information and that information gets sent to like the schools that you write down on FAFSA. So like, let's say you put Cal State LA, UCLA, uh, Rio Honda College and Laverne. So they will take the information that's on the FAFSA and they will send it to those four schools. And then it's based on those four schools, how they're going to award you money, money made up of grants, of work study, of loans, and scholarships.
0: Ari, we got another question from a listener, and here it is. Can anyone apply for FAFSA? Um,
1: no, unfortunately, no, not all students. So because FAFSA is a federal form, only students who have a social Social security number or which means that they're a citizen or they have, or they are a permanent resident, only they're allowed to fill out FAFSA. I myself, and an undocumented student, I'm a dreamer. And so I know that growing will, throughout the couple of years that I had to do financial aid, I didn't fill out FAFSA. I instead um, filled out, which is what is called the California Dream Act application, which is not to be confused with like the 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 dream act of getting like your work permit it's um it's just a form that is specific to california um we do happen to be very lucky to live in california which is one of the few states that actually offers financial aid to undocumented students and so um the requirements to fill out um, the California Dream Act, or also known as CADA, it's um, basically the same, except for the only thing that differs is that instead of like social security numbers, you would be putting ITIN numbers, which are individual taxpayer identification numbers.
0: Cool. Now let's say that once one has finished their college applications and financial aid application, what is the process after getting accepted into a school? Um, so after getting accepted, you know,
1: like once, uh, for example, like let's say you apply to Casa Dele and you get a letter or an email saying like, congratulations, you know, I'm very pleased to offer you admission here at at Casa Dele. So if that is your choice, then you can go ahead and send in your, uh, SIR, which is a statement of intent to register, which means like, yes, for sure. I'm going to Casa Dele here you know here's my declaration and besides from declaring that you are going to the school you do have to pay a fee um typically it's like about a hundred dollars i know that at cal poly Polona it's actually 150 but um they do waive it sometimes if you qualify for it um if you get accepted to multiple schools and you don't know which one I would suggest looking at your financial aid package it helps a lot to see like you know maybe this school is offering more money this school you know like maybe for some reason they aren't able to offer you a lot of money so um yeah just it's it's up to you seeing how much maybe like for example like let's say UCI is your dream school, but they're not offering you as much money, but it is your dream school. And you're willing to maybe do get a loan to help cover it. It's all up to the student. It's whatever you want. This is your future. And, you know, don't let anybody pressure you into into like going to a school that you don't want to go to. It's all up to you. And so, you know, once, you know, you're accepted, you pick your school, you know, you send in your SIR, you pay your, um, the, the fee, to enroll. Um, Again, also keep on checking the portals because you will be given links to orientation and orientation tends to happen over the summer before you start school in the fall. And in in that orientation, I know that when I did orientation for Cal Poly Pomona, it was like about three to four hours long, but it was because, you know, you were going over school policies, um, you know, how the system works at Cal Poly Pomona, like how to enroll and stuff. And then at that time, I remember that I also got help enrolling for like my first batch of classes at Cal Poly Pomona. And I was really glad that they did help because I was having trouble enrolling. And if I would have been if I would have been by myself, I would have been like, oh my God, what is going on? I don't understand. But because we were at orientation and there was like People from the admissions office, there was, you know, like professors there who are trained to help you. They were able, we were able to get um, enrolled. So, I mean, by the end of the orientation that I attended, I knew my way around campus. I knew professors that were in my department. Um, I knew where to go if I needed help. And I had already like my set class schedule for the fall. So, I mean, and then... From then on, it's just, you know, waiting for the first day of school to start. And it was, you know, so exciting and um, terrifying at the same time. But I mean, you know, it's part of life. And it was, you know, an exciting time for, for me being able to transfer out and start at a four-year university. And so I'm, I'm pretty sure many of you are going to feel the same way. And so, I mean, just, you know, just, I guess, ask for help don't be, don't be shy to ask for help, you know, like reach out to somebody, to a career center um, counselor. If, if there is no career center in your school, go to your guidance counselor, you know, reach out to a teacher um, because obviously they've also gone through this process. And so um, just ask for help, ask for help and somebody eventually will be willing to help you out. And, you know, you'll have a guide into like this whole senior year and, College application um, process?
0: Absolutely. I couldn't have said it any better. During your senior year, it will be, you know, the most, like I said, craziest and fun time. But if you need help in when you're stuck on something or just needed help in general just to manage and understand what you're going through ask a teacher ask a guidance counselor like ari said or even go to the career center or even as a last resort you know google things <laughs> i would say that you know google can also be your best friend and you know you won't have to ask but there are many ways to get the answers that you need but i would suggest Like I already said, ask someone that has gone through the process like a counselor or or go to the career center. But this something is another thing, a lesson to be learned that in college, you're not going to have, you know, people offering to help you but versus in college, colleges more so you have to find ways to help yourself to wrap this up thank you Ari for being here and assisting me on this episode thank you for having me this was episode four being a high school senior and don't forget to catch me next week on Friday you've been listening to Tales of a Chicana Woman with your host Emily Z. Follow Tales of a Chicana Woman on Twitter at Tales of a Chicana. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a five star review. Thank you for listening. Join Emily Z again next week on Friday. Friday. This podcast was student produced at the University of Laverne.